Chapter 1 If it had not rained on a certain May morning, Valancy Sterling's whole life would have been entirely different. She would have gone with the rest of her clan to Aunt Wellington's engagement picnic, and Dr. Trent would have gone to Montreal. But it did rain, and you shall hear what happened to her because of it. Valancy wakened early in the lifeless, hopeless hour just preceding dawn. She had not slept very well. One does not sleep well sometimes when one is twenty-nine on the morrow and unmarried, in a community and connection where the unmarried are simply those who have failed to get a man. Deerwood and the Stirlings had long since relegated Valancy to hopeless old maidenhood. But Valancy herself had never quite relinquished a certain pitiful, shamed little hope that romance would come her way yet. Never, until this wet, horrible morning, when she wakened to the fact that she was twenty-nine and unsought by any man. Aye, there lay the sting. Valancy did not mind so much being an old maid. After all, she thought, being an old maid couldn't possibly be as dreadful as being married to an Uncle Wellington or an Uncle Benjamin or even an Uncle Herbert. What hurt her was that she had never had a chance to be anything but an old maid. No man had ever desired her. The tears came into her eyes as she lay there alone in the faintly graying darkness. She dared not let herself cry as hard as she wanted to, for two reasons. She was afraid that crying might bring on another attack of that pain around the heart. She had had a spell of it after she had got into bed, rather worse than any she had had yet. And she was afraid her mother would notice her red eyes at breakfast and keep at her with minute, persistent, mosquito-like questions regarding the cause thereof. Suppose, thought Valancy with a ghastly grin, I answered with the plain truth. I am crying because I cannot get married. How horrified mother would be, though she is ashamed every day of her life of her old maid daughter. But of course appearances should be kept up. It is not. Valancy could hear her mother's prim dictatorial voice asserting, It is not maidenly to think about men. The thought of her mother's expression made Valancy laugh, for she had a sense of humor nobody in her clan suspected. For that matter, there were a good many things about Valancy that nobody suspected. But her laughter was very superficial and presently she lay there a huddled, futile little figure, listening to the rain pouring down outside and watching, with a sick distaste, the chill, merciless light creeping into her ugly, sordid room. She knew the ugliness of that room by heart, knew it and hated it. The yellow-painted floor with one hideous hooked rug by the bed, with a grotesque hooked dog on it, always grinning at her when she awoke. The faded dark red paper, the ceiling discolored by old leaks and crossed by cracks, the narrow pinched little washstand, the brown paper lambrequin with purple roses on it, the spotted old looking glass with the crack across it propped up on the inadequate dressing table, the jar of ancient potpourri made by her mother in her mythical honeymoon, the shell-covered box with one burst corner, 
which Cousin Stickles had made in her equally mythical girlhood. The beaded pincushion with half its bead fringe gone. The one stiff yellow chair. The faded old motto, gone but not forgotten, worked in colored yarns about great-grandmother Sterling's grim old face. The old photographs of ancient relatives long banished from the rooms below. There were only two pictures that were not of relatives. One, an old chromo of a puppy sitting on a rainy doorstep. That picture always made Valencia unhappy. That forlorn little dog crouched on the doorstep in the driving rain. Why didn't someone open the door and let him in?